So welcome to Storytime with Alexis. Listen, I know it has been a quick minute boo since we have like checked in and talked, but I really want you to know that I'm back and like I'm back for real. Um, I had to go through a time to rest and finish my amazing online course, Launch My Brand, where I walked five real human beings through an online course to teach them all about the fundamentals of branding. And I wanted to really dedicate my strength, my energy, and my time into that. So that season is over. I've had time to rest. Oh my God, coronavirus and quarantine will probably be buzzwords and trigger words from like here on out. And life has happened to us as we have been on this story time journey. But guess what? You and I are committed to the process of just allowing ourselves to be. And when I tell you it is the best thing in the world. So if this is your very first time listening to me, my name is Alexis M. Creative and I am a woman of God, visionary, um, and I, you can find me hanging out on alexismcreative.com or thecherishwoman.com. And it is my responsibility to number one in my business, take the torture out of tech and marketing for servant leaders growing their brands online. And then number two, as the leader of the cherished woman ministry, my responsibility is to help women champion their emotional freedom and unlock their purpose. So, On today's episode, we are really like digging into something that I believe is so necessary for you and I to understand. And today's PowerPoint is this, God cannot order steps that you refuse to take. That's right. Here it is again. Baby, God cannot order steps that you refuse to take. Like, point blank period. So what I'm going to do right now is go ahead and play our little intro. And then I am going to introduce you to this thought process and really unpack it in today's episode, because I want you to know I went in on this and Tuesday nights at nine o'clock are starting to feel like the right place to be on social media and on um, YouTube. So if you are not following me, all you have to do anywhere across the whole internet, type in Alexis and Creative on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Or on Facebook, go ahead and follow me either on my personal page or even my branded professional page. Alexism Creative is all you have to type in. I am the same everywhere. So without further ado, here is today's podcast episode. God cannot order the steps that you refuse to take. And we are unpacking this idea of we, you know, making sure that we can carry our scars well, but not carry excuses. You ready? Here we go. Who I am, before we start all the foolishness and start talking and preaching and all that, hi, Antonio. Hi, Courtney. Um, It's okay, Denise. We'll catch up. Um, My name is Alexis M. Creative of the Alexis M. Creative Agency. So I am at thealexismcreative.com. You'll see it sliding across the bottom of your screen there. And the cherished woman. And with the Alexis M. Creative Agency, what I do is help take the torture out of tech and marketing for servant leaders who are branding online, growing their visibility, that whole thing. I've been in the marketing industry since 2007 when I was a radio host. And so I use all the skills and all the talents and all the things inside of me that I have learned to help servant leaders really have great brands online. Um, The second thing I am is a women's minister. I'm a licensed minister called by God, uh, walking in in that and owning it. And I adore ministering to women. They are my favorite subject to minister to. Um, 
And I believe that God has given me an anointing and an ear to hear women's hearts and to understand what we go through and, you know, where we are in life and all that good stuff. So you guys drop me some comments because I want to be able to see, um, you know, see you guys wave at you guys. And I'll even put y'all's comments up on the screen. How cool is that? So I love ministering to people, period. But I just believe God has given me a proclivity for, for the ear, giving me an ear for, for women in some of the areas where we get stuck. So tonight I'm just kind of um, working my way through Junkita. Listen, do me a favor. Tell your sister that I am live on Facebook because something was going on with the YouTube um, because she told me she was going to join me tonight. And so I am uh, incredibly excited to be talking with you all. Um, because I don't see where, you know what, you know what, never mind. It is live on YouTube. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I lied. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that, um, uh, um, because I don't see where, you know what, you know what, never mind. It is live on YouTube. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I lied. But yeah. So anyway, um, it is live on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. We got that taken care of. So I'm live on YouTube and I'm live on Facebook and I am, you guys know I'm a marketing person. I'm always sharing my stuff with you. If you all are in digital marketing, if you're a pastor, if you're a minister, and you're wanting to know how I'm doing this. I'm using the app StreamYard. It is the bomb.com. Hey, friends. One of my best friends down there. Cody, how you guys doing? And so, um, y'all, I have been in a quiet place in a very um, sacred season during this quarantine. And I'm kind of like just now kind of starting to peek my head out the window. Um, at the beginning of the quarantine, I got sick with a sickle cell crisis and it was kind of unnerving a little, um, but it was one of those things where it was just like I couldn't, I knew I couldn't um, sh shake what I was feeling, that God was pulling me away. And so I really needed to like get off social media for a while, but I had a class that I that I teach with people with branding and marketing. And I couldn't necessarily just get off Facebook because I had a responsibility to the people that I love to make sure that our class would go on mightily. So if you all have missed me on your timelines on Sunday nights and on Tuesdays and just during the week, that's where I've been. But I felt the Lord pulling me away. Hello, Ranisha. Hello, Chelsea. Um, Labria, Talia, how you guys doing? Gladys, good to see you guys watching. So I just I just felt this nudge from Holy Spirit to really get in this secret place. And y'all, I have come out full. I'm not completely out yet, but I'm starting to sense that, it, that it's time to tell the world um, the things that God has given me to do because it's not about me. Um, and I went into this season thinking that the God, the things that God was asking me to do was about me, but it's really about you. And it's really about the people whom God has given me an ear to help reach and to help love on. And so tonight we are going to talk a little bit about why you keep giving up on your God-given ideas and how to stop yourself from doing that. And I'll only be here in our... Um, just to, to minister to your heart, because I really want you to get this right. And I want to tell you this right off the bat. I am Jasmine. Hello. Chelsea says she's excited about this topic. I'm excited to teach you. Um, and I really want you guys to, to feel loved and to feel seen. So I want to take some of your questions tonight. But y'all, there is this, this gross thing I think that's happening in the lives of millennials and Generation Xers and Generation Zers that we are starting to see the world move so fast. And for some of us who have old souls, um, so much is moving. And I think a lot of us, as we are in tune with what God is doing, those of us who have old souls are kind of like, wait a minute now, y'all doing too much. Um, <laughs> and so I definitely um, am one of those people who wants to kind of wait on God. And I am not one of those people who has to feel like the need to jump on every single movement and every single masterclass that's going on. 
because it's a lot happening on these internet streets. And so I said all that to say, I am happy that you are here, that you have chosen to like sit and to like listen to me and hello, Freedom Revamped, um, that you have chosen to, you know, let let me be a voice in your ear tonight. So um, I'm happy that you're here. And I have just kind of made up in my mind to have a God, a God Senate resolve that no matter what happens, he gets the glory. Um, so it's a lot going on, y'all. Yeah, I'm not the only one who feels like that. Y'all, it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of voices, a lot of people. And I just feel as if when you're in tune with who God wants you to be, you're understanding rhythm and time. And for those of us who are called, this, this is not a time for us to, um, with everything going on, this is a time for us to, to really seek and to quiet ourselves and to then kind of get strategy on where we're going next. But there's one thing that I do want to talk about, um, and that is why you keep giving up on your God-given ideas. Janelle, hey, sister, how you doing? Hello, Tamara, how you doing? Um, why you keep giving up on your God-given ideas and understanding and recognizing um, that there is a real attack. Yes, Chelsea, oh my God, conferences and webinars and lives and videos and master classes, and it, it, it's a lot. Um, but why you keep giving up on your God-given ideas and why I feel as if for the body of Christ, um, this is a season where I truly believe, I mean, I have the God-given belief that this is a season where we are being almost like arrows inside of an arch. We're being pulled back in order to be sprung forward. And so because of that, um, I think that it's, it's high time for us and, and we're going to, we're about to start coming out of this quarantine season. Um, and so I believe it's high time for us to really examine why is it when I get a really great idea, why do I stop moving forward? And I believe it's my God given anointing as an evangelist in God's house to push people into their destiny using the spoken word. That's like what I'm called to do. So tonight I want to, I want to help you kind of unpack you and understanding you, um, because this season of, of pulling away and not getting married two weeks ago and all the stuff that has happened, I have so much to tell you. But one of the first things that God began to speak to me, he was like, Alexis, I, I hear in the spirit a lot of, excuse my words, if this is a trigger word for you, I promise you I apologize. But I hear in the spirit a lot of aborted babies. Basically, people who God will give them an idea but it will never come out on the other side of them. So I apologize if that's a trigger for you. Um, but I want you to know that the seriousness of it is every single time God has given you something, there, there's a train of thought that starts to happen in your mind where you kill the idea. And whether you realize it or not, procrastination actually isn't you killing the idea. Procrastination is the fruit of something else underneath it. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about tonight. So this is completely unscheduled. This is completely off the cuff because I believe this is a spirit-led conversation. Um, and I believe that my social platforms are my responsibility as an evangelist. So my mind is to kind of kind of sure you up through the spoken word that no, you're not crazy. Um, no, you're not alone, but no, you're not crazy. Um, during this quarantine, there was a little post that went around. It was like, if you don't come out with this quarantine with executed goals and a book and a this and a this and a that, you can waste your time. And I saw a lot of people push back against that post that was like, yeah, well, you know, I have time to kind of be who God has wanted me to be. And I got where the author of that Facebook post was going. They were basically trying to say that all this lull time that we have, you have time to produce something. 
But I think where that message got lost is that a lot of us who who feel rushed and hurried to hurry up and get stuff done just to look productive, push back against that mindset because it's like, no, I'm going to take my time to get things done and I don't have to come out of this season with a new project done. Well, that the, the intent of that post was right. I think the tone that it was in was wrong. There is a responsibility and a mandate on you to produce, but it happens in the pace and in the timing of God and not in this hurry up and rush, get something done. So you can look like the very next person on, on, on the internet, looking like you got something going for yourself. That's not what God is asking you to do. And so that's where that post kind of went. And that's why everybody like chopped it up and was like, skirt, you're wrong. But there is a mandate in God's spirit for him to kind of be like, all right, now it's been a few years. I've been nudging at you to get some things done. And so this quarantine time just provided space for maybe some of those things to come up to the surface and for you to begin to think about them again. So I want to talk to you about those hidden reasons why you keep giving up simply because it had, that has nothing to do with the quarantine because before the quarantine happened, you were giving up on your ideas. And once the quarantine is gone, you still might be giving up on your ideas. If you don't understand and unpack the hidden reasons why can I get an amen? Amen. All right. So please invite people into this because before I share um, yeah, journals for days, books for days. Um, Siobhan, we're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about fear. Um, I need y'all to like invite some people in here because y'all, this is totally off the cuff. Um, freedom revamp. Thank you for being my one YouTube, um, audience, but I'm, I'm breaking into a, a new platform. Um, yeah, but so I am, I want to tell you guys that what we're dealing with is, is deeper than you need to get something done during the quarantine. What we are dealing with is this an internal narrative that keeps you from taking imperfect action because of a few things that you're worried about. Um, so <laughs> get off my life. So, um, so an internal narrative that keeps you concerned and, and over processing and overthinking what God has asked you to do. And this is, um, a very, a very spiritual thing that I want you to kind of sink your teeth into, to know that this conversation, um, is not just about, you may have to come back and revisit this. And I, I promise you my sisters and my fiance, y'all get on my nerves. Um, this conversation is about your spiritual DNA. It's not about this season. It is about something that God wants to kind of do away with in you. And I'll tell you what, ha what has happened in me during this quarantine. Um, so where God has kind of um, done with us, number one, is we have to look at number one motive. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have to look at motive. And the first thing that I want you to ask yourself is this. Um, one of the biggest reasons why you hesitate on your God-given ideas is because, number one, you're unsure of your motive. There are so many people who want to produce things that have money attached to the end of them. Like, you don't want to just produce something and be like, oh, this is my ministry. Everybody can get it for free. No, you actually want to do it and be compensated for it. But the problem is, is that... Um, Leave me alone, Katie. The problem is, is that you are concerned about your own motive. Okay. Am I doing this because I want to be rich or because I want to earn a lot of money? Or do I want to have um um what what do I what do I want the outcome to be? And a lot of people are unsure of their own motives. So that's one of the biggest reasons why you hesitate. Number one, you're unsure of your own motive. Okay. 
So um, here's how you get through that. And here's how you work through being unsure of your own motive. Chelsea, thank you so much for taking notes. Um, number one, you have to ask yourself and, and, and come to this conclusion, especially when it comes to money and the fact that the God-given idea that you want, eventually you want to be compensated for it. Like you're a human being. So number one, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, what are my core beliefs about money and earning? Because a lot of us have God-given spiritual ideas that may bring us wealth. And we are feeling so bad about the fact that we want to charge for it. Well, here's the here's here's how I'm going to help you work through that. You ready? Here's here it is. Information is free. Process you can charge. Let me say that again. Information is free. So if somebody comes to you and they're like, "Hey sis, hey bro, um how can I how can I do this?" If you are taking out your personal time to show somebody how to do something, you can charge. But if you just giving them information, that's free because guess what? They can go Google that. So you have to be able to look at it from a very just a very practical place. Take all your emotion out of it. You're unsure of your own motive. That's one of the biggest reasons why you hesitate. <laughs> Listen, boo, if you are writing a book, it's going to take your money. You can charge. Um, if you are producing an album, it's going to take your money. You can, you, 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 you're, you're going to use your resources to produce this thing financially, baby, you can charge like, it's okay. Yes. Chelsea, Chelsea, I'm so glad to see you on here tonight. I'm going, I'm going to call you. Um, information is free because if they really wanted to know how they could Google it. But when a person wants your time, your particular time to produce something for them, you can charge them. And it's up to you to decide what that number is because you are the person that got to pay your bills at the end of the day. Um, and I will tell you this, people who expect a lot of free things from you don't believe in the biblical principle of what's called sowing and reaping. So this is real, really plain. In order to get something out, you got to give something. And I, I literally know um, there's a there's a, a internet app out here called Samcart, S-A-M-C-A-R-T. It's free. That was free for you. If you put up a product on Samcart, an ebook, a tutorial, an unlisted YouTube link for so that the whole world can't see how you did something and you sell that, there is a, a way on Samcart that you can say, pay what you want. All right. And a person can literally pay you a dollar or two thousand dollars, depending on how they value what you are doing. OK, you understand what I'm saying? That's one of the biggest reasons why you're hesitating. Number point number one was you are unsure of your own motive. Um, and it's because you haven't examined what you believe about money. Principles of sowing and reaping are still like 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 they still work. When a person sees value attached, you give them an opportunity to sow and then they reap. So if I'm on here tonight and I'm talking to y'all and I'm loving on you guys, I'm doing this because um, at the end of the day, um, is there something that I want to reap? Sure. Your love, your consistency, your ability that when I go get on Facebook, it's 30 people on here. Your, your, your attention, your time, your trustworthiness. There's a principle here. I'm sowing into you and I will reap something out later. But I don't feel bad about giving this away simply because I understand that everything in life is going to cost you something like everything, like everything that I'm teaching you is a part of the anointing God has given me. I don't feel bad. Um, and if you want to sow into me monetarily, that's on you. 
So you got to give people opportunity to sow and reap. And so examine what you believe about money. So number one, one of the biggest reasons why you're hesitating on your idea is because you don't understand your own motive. If you have a passion project, listen to what I mean, a passion project where you literally at the end of the day are like, I don't want to charge people for this. Um, I don't want money attached. I don't want to give a person any excuse as to why they can't take advantage of this opportunity that I'm about to come out with. Then you go file a nonprofit and you ask for donations. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if your God size idea isn't that big, if it's something like, hey, girl, I want to write an ebook to show you how to get out of domestic violence, or I want to put up a YouTube video to show you how to heal from a really bad divorce, then put it on YouTube. And whenever you encounter a woman or a man or a person who's going through whatever is in your ministry field, then point them to that video. But and it costs you nothing to do that. But just know what your end motive is. My motive is just to educate you and help you. And when it's money attached, it costs you more resources and you have the complete right to do that. It's 2020. And the mindset of girl, get your money. If that makes you uncomfortable, then make your pricing so where a person has to pay something, but it's not astronomical. So examine your, your own motive. Like it's, it's okay for you to charge. It is. And if you want to give people free advice consistently, start a YouTube channel or start a podcast. It's free. And if they can't and listen, and if they don't want to listen to the podcast and the YouTube channel, then you know you're dealing with a leech and you need to go on about your business. <laughs> you understand? You need to go about your business because what you're not going to do is spend your God-given oil on somebody who can't even listen to a free resource. Now you're really wasting your time. So I'll be doggone if you're gonna charge for it and get caught up with a person who don't respect you. Well, that's not what we, that's, no, we're not gonna do that. All right. Number two, Chelsea Thomas, if you're in here, um, still in here, please put up these notes. Y'all know I, I start talking, the Lord starts flowing. Um, how you guys doing? One of my coolest friends, Jaquilla, how you doing? Um, yeah, you people have to believe in the principle of sowing and reaping. Um, there is nothing in this world that you're going to get without paying something. So, you know, tell all your free friends, this ain't the season no more. Like, like real talk. Um, and let me tell you something. I have my own flesh and blood family, like grew up in the house together, paying for my business consulting coaching calls as of last week. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there is a principle here that when people respect what's on your life and the time you put in, they pay you. I have people who I have gone on vacations with at girlfriends this week, dropping $500 deposits on logos and branding. But these are people who I will kick it with in a heartbeat, but they're my friends and they respect me and they love me. So, I mean, you got to find your people. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. And it's the thing. And if my sister tells me, hey, Lex, I want you to pay for your, your editing services for this book you're about to produce. Guess who finna run my sister some coin? Me. You understand what I'm saying? So you, you set a standard when you set a price. That's all I'm going to say. Off that soapbox. Number two reason why you keep giving up on your God-given idea. Number two. You ready? You care too much about what people think. And this kind of points to what I was trying to talk about, number one. So number one is you don't understand your own motive. You haven't gotten clear on why you want to do something. And you really need to examine what you believe about money. Number two, here's the reason why you haven't executed your God-given idea. You care too much about what people think. Um, nothing stifles God-given love and creativity that he has poured into your life, like running your thoughts through the mind of how you think other people are going to perceive it. Yo, 
I cannot tell you how many times I personally, I will tell on myself where I have not executed something because I didn't have my makeup done. I didn't have my hair done. Y'all, I will get on these lives looking a hot ratchet mess. If God has given me a word, I got to get it out. Like I have gotten in that season where I can't, I can't sit on this stuff no more because legacy is bigger than me. Um, but a lot of us, care, we care too much about what people think. And, and you kill creativity when you take your idea and you filter it through the mind of your audience before you ask God if it's okay first. Woo! That was a nugget. Um, that was a nugget. I hope you caught it. So what we do is we get a God-sized idea. Hey, welcome, Cornisha. Hey, welcome, Tracy. We get a God-sized idea. We get a God-sized thought. And immediately we start to think about what other people are going to think and who is and who is not going to support us. Y'all, when I when I tell you, when you have a made-up mind that you are going to do something, the Lord will send you resources. I was literally um, tonight thinking to myself, I'm a graphic designer, um, but I don't want to design my own cover to my own book and my own brand that's about to come out for the book that I'm about to come out with. Um, and one of the things that God has been telling me is that you need to learn um, when it's time for you to rest inside of your own business. So you don't have to do everything inside of your own business. That's a free nugget for somebody. All right. So. I wanted a graphic designer and I'm like, Lord, I really need someone, you know, that's not going to cost a whole lot of money, but I'm definitely willing to sew into whatever gift they have. Y'all, I was in a Facebook group, got to talking with somebody. And as of today, I have a young lady who is going to do my whole book cover in an exchange for a review. That's all she wants because she's trying to build her business. And I looked at her portfolio and she's good. Y'all, the Lord will send you who and what you need like he will. But you have got to stop caring so much about what people think. Um, here's the way that you get over that. Number number two, digging deeper. So our number one point was that you, you got to examine your motives and especially what you believe about money. So here's our sub point to number two. Our sub point to number two is this. You care too much about what people think. And at the end of that, you really are fearful of being judged. You are fearful of being judged. All right. You fear being judged. You fear being judged by people. So what you truly have to do, this is one of the reasons why you keep stopping that God-sized idea. One of the reasons why you fear being judged is because somewhere in your past, there is a narrative or a voice that has not been silenced from when you were judged in the past by something that you put out there. And so because you fear that happening to you again, you don't push forward. And that is one of the things where um, you have to get free from what we call in the body of Christ or soul ties. We think we, we think soul ties have to do with sex. No, 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 no. Soul ties are when you tie yourself emotionally to a thought or an idea that continues to play in your mind and it stops your forward momentum. You have got to get free from that. And the reason why you have to is because most of the people who you have been sent to do, like if you, if and I don't care, y'all, I keep saying God ties idea and I'm making that very broad. Um, I know I'm talking to a lot of people of faith, so I'm using a lot of faith language, but y'all, it could literally be starting your Instagram, your YouTube channel. It could be, um, you want to run for, for office, uh, the next four years because you don't like stuff going on in our city. Um, it could be, you want to create an app. It could be, you want to, um, you know, start an after school program for kids, whatever it is. But a lot of us are soul tied to people's opinions. A soul tie is when a voice keeps playing in your mind over and over and over again, that stops your forward moment. 
momentum. And soul ties are not just sex. It's not just uh, somebody that you can be with in the bed. No, it's when your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions are hinged to something that is not presently in front of you. So you have got to allow yourself to grieve that, get it out of your space, and then watch this, replace it, replace it, replace it with what God's perspective of you is. Because if you don't replace it with God's perspective, you'll just inevitably create a hole and there's nothing there. So you got to create a place where the perspective of God now becomes the place where you rest instead of the perspective of that person's opinion. So the verse of scripture that I love to repeat to myself is I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Boom. That's it. Like you have no control over how I was made. You have no control over God's thought process when he decided to create me. You have no control over my journey. There are some people in my past who literally watch my Facebook page all the time. Y'all, they be in my stories. Like people literally are watching. There are people who do not like me. They are watching and waiting for me to fail. And you know what? For a season, for a few seasons in my life, I cared. And now I'm sitting here thinking to myself, but I don't go out of my way to watch your stuff. I don't go out of my way to see what you're doing. I don't go out of my way to be on your Instagram. I don't go out. I don't go out of my way to keep up with you, but you're going out of your way to keep up with me. I'm confused. I thought you ain't like me. So my response, your response is, I have to replace what I think you think about me with the perspective of God. Because if I don't, I will end up in what's called a stronghold. So a stronghold is literally when. Um, and I'm going to get really real with y'all in a second because it's, it's beyond people not liking you. Um, but what happens is, is that when soul ties do not become unhinged and replaced by the word of God, then they become what's called strongholds. And this is where you get people who um, strongholds in our life literally become places where um, we. Mm, how can I say this in a very let me let me let me be careful with my words. Strongholds become places in our life that have the that have the potential to how do I say this? I will say this first. When you are out of line or out of sync with God's plan for your life. He has no real obligation to keep you here. I'm going to just say that. So we have his permissive will, the stuff that he is just allowing us to do because we just gallivanting through life. And then we have his perfect will, the things that it's like, dang, I knew that was divine. I knew that was that that is exactly where I need to be. And a lot of things in my season don't necessarily make sense, but I know I'm in his perfect will. So y'all, let me tell you something. Strongholds have the ability to shift you out of the perfect will of God into his permissive will, the stuff he just allowed you to do just because you're here. And once you are in the permissive will of God, y'all, summer of 2019, when I was at my most disobedient as a believer was when I was literally telling God no with my actions that I would not do some of the ministry stuff that he asked me to do. I had been licensed. I had been ordained. I had hands laid on me because I believe in people being sent undercover. If ministry is the God is, is the God size thing. I had been doing so much excuse making and I had been giving God so many reasons why I would not do something to the point where I was like flat out telling him no. The reason why is because I had seen the underbelly of ministry since I got saved. 
from um, Junkita Welcome, Rowena Le uh, Welcome. So when I got saved in 2001, no, in 2010, <laughs> um, when I got saved in 2010, I was immediately um, called into the ministry. Like it was like call you. It was like, bam, you saved, you know, Jesus for real. You have had a radical encounter that has changed your life. And it shifted all the way into like literally within weeks, within months, it was like, you're supposed to preach little girl. And I was like, who in the hell? Who's supposed to do what? And I literally would open my mouth and words would come out. Had no idea. But I had so many encounters with God in the supernatural when I first got saved. It began to scare me. And so I ran. Um, and during that process of running from my calling, one of the hard things that happened to me was I, um, when you are not in agreement with where God wants you to be and what he wants you to do, and you're literally fighting him by telling him no. Um, one of the things that began to happen to me though, was I still went where he wanted me to go. So watch this. You can obey God, but you can obey God with an attitude. That is why scripture says so many Christians get this verse of scripture wrong because we are always talking about this during offering time. But if you read the context of the word where the word of God says, and God loves a cheerful, a cheerful giver, that verse of scripture is talking about a person's heart posture as they are serving, not just necessarily them cheesing when they put their money in the offering basket. But it is literally about a person who can perform a task with their heart actually being happy about what they're doing. Because if you've ever served on the team with somebody or been at work with somebody who got a stank attitude, but they still get their work done, they get the work done, but it's hard to be around them. And so God does not want us to go into seasons half-heartedly. This is what tonight is about. It's, yeah, you yeah you working and you doing the job, but emotionally, boo, you don't want to be here. And so I had seen ministry and the underbelly of ministry since I got saved. I literally, from the moment, like 2010, my pastor recognized the call on my life. And he began to have me sit behind the scenes with him during church uh, leadership meetings. And I saw what church really was. And I got introduced to the politics, to the power plays, to the dirtiness, to the, I got introduced to a whole lot of what I never wanted to see. And then it was like, the more I tried to go through my discipleship process, I got introduced to heavy leadership themes all at the same time. So when God said, all right, Alexis, it's time for you to start speaking and launching your own stuff. I was like, Shh. <laughs> I said, I'm not finna know. I'm not finna deal with that warfare. I'm not finna deal with stank church people. I am not. No, 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 no. I'm not going. And I literally told God, I'm not going. And do you know what happened to me? <laughs> what happened to me was. God has no responsibility to, even though we live it up under grace, and I believe the definition of grace theologically, we are getting wrong. But even though we do have God's grace and favor and blessing, when it is time for you to produce and birth what God has asked you to do, your laundry list of excuse making is not going to be what God's going to listen to. It's going to be like a bad radio station, baby. He's just going to turn the dial. And so what, what you'll do inevitably, you'll end up at job after job and you'll hate it. You will end up being the Jonah on somebody's employee station. So you're supposed to be there working. I'm at these folks job working, but I'm the Jonah. So I'm making work miserable for everybody else around me. I don't want to be there. I have a bad attitude. And the things that I knew God had been giving me to do, like ministering to women, mentoring women, preaching to women, helping women with business and structure. I told myself I was not good enough. And so I told God, no, with my actions. Y'all want to know what happened for the first time in 
over a decade. I'm not saying God caused this because I don't use that language. Um, but for the first time in over a decade, I had a sickle cell crisis that literally could have killed me. And because it wasn't because I was, I, that God caused sickness because God does not cause sickness, but Alexis was out of line, out of alignment with where the provision and the favor of God was. And I was mistreating my body because I did not like my experience inside of my body because of sickle cell whole nother conversation. So there were a lot of consequences that I endured unnecessarily because I was out of line with the protection and hand of God because I told God no. So my question to you is, and we still on point number two, I know exactly where I am, is do you care too much about what people think? Because the biggest reason why I was telling God no is because of the warfare and the mouth I knew I would have to deal with from people. Because I was not in denial about the hard things that come from ministry. I, I wasn't in denial. I had seen it. And I knew that was nothing but a preview for how life could get if 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 leadership um, continue. When leadership is bad in the places that you're called to, baby, this is what it looks like. And I want to show you this early on in your journey. So my question to you is, is that what things early on in your life and in your development has God began to consistently show you to show you that when you get there and when it's your turn, baby, this is what we're not going to do. And are you running? Because at the same time you are running from the bad stuff, you're also running from the fruit. You're running from the good stuff. You're running from the bad. You're running from the good things. You're and and so I don't believe that God causes sickness. I do not believe that that is not scriptural. But I was out of alignment with where God needed Alexis to be because I was so busy looking at the thorns and not also looking at the roses. So when you are in life and God is calling you to a thing, a sober-minded person, a person who's just real straight up says, I see the rose bushes. I also see the thorns on the bushes. And if I know where to pick that rose, I won't get pricked. All right. So you can't care too much about what people think, because when we lock in too much on what people think and how people are going to treat us and how they're going to act, all we see is the thorns. And we become that servant um, who is working that field with a nasty attitude, but they doing their job. We become like in the story of the Bible with the prodigal son, the prodigal son who went out and came home, had to come home dealing with the attitude of his bigger brother. Yeah, you serving, but bro, your attitude off. There are a lot of people around you who are serving, who have made your job miserable. Like you may be called to be the district manager of your McDonald's. And that is your God-given call because your anointing may help shape up the minds and the hearts of young people. And God may say, I want you to work four or five McDonald's and make $300,000 a year because them jokers make bank, Okay. You may not have the preachery job like me. This is just my example. But my responsibility is to help your mind be right while you are following out that call. Because if not, you are going to do stuff that God has asked you to do, but you're going to hate it. You are literally going to hate it. And God don't want you to hate it. Amanda, welcome. So God does not want you to walk around with such a grudging attitude about what he's called you to do that you miss the beauty. And the thorns in the in the in the rose petals, they they both are there. They both are gonna be there. But you have to decide which one of these am I gonna concentrate on. All right, number three, we're finally gonna talk about it. The third reason why you keep giving up or not producing your God-sized idea, why you keep aborting the mission, is because of the spirit of fear. Flat out, 
straight up. So number one was that you don't understand your own motives. Number two, you care too much about what people think and you need to make sure that you are not, you know, thinking too hard about the judgment of man. But number three is the spirit of fear. Um, and I will tell you that the spirit of fear is what it is. It is a spirit. So there is no um, tangible way for me to look at you and be like, girl, you're dealing with fear. Okay. Fear doesn't necessarily mean, I want, and if you're taking notes, I want you to, to really think about this. People who put themselves out there and who do stuff on Facebook or on Instagram um, that you think is brave is not really bravery um, because the spirit of fear can manifest itself very differently in people's lives depending on their calling. So I'll say this for instance. I am called to be a communicator, a speaker, a, an orator, a person who brings enlightenment to people by words, um, which includes writing, which includes, you know, ebooks and curriculums and workbooks and things like that. I am called to use my words to make people see Jesus. That's what Alexis is supposed to do with her life. Um, I understand it about myself. So what the, when the spirit of fear begins to manifest itself in my life, what it what the result is is a closed mouth okay you hear that so my call is to open my mouth and speak to bring enlightenment to people my when fear manifests suddenly my mouth becomes closed i don't want to talk i use every excuse in the book in the book i don't want to say anything i churn in in my thoughts and myself i become angry i become violent i become mean because God's purpose for my life is for me to tell stories in the minds of people using my words to help them see Jesus. That's my call. So the spirit of fear beyond the scripture saying, you know, God has given us, you know, power and love and soundness of mind. The spirit of fear's responsibility is to set itself up as the thing that blocks the anointing that's on your life. So a lot of us welcome you, Frasia. Welcome, um, Elder London. Hi, Harry. Um, so the spirit of fear's responsibility is to show up as the thing that blocks the flow. So if there is a flow in your life to be, let's say you're called to be a mom. Um, let's say you are called to be, uh, I want to use someone as an example. So let's say you were called to be Chanel. So Chanel is someone who, uh, deep down, way deep down inside her Chanel, I'm gonna tell your business a little bit. So Chanel does, uh, helps people with travel, um, travel. She's a travel agent, professional one. And she really helps people like book the trip of a lifetime and go and like have fun. And so the thing about it is, is like her industry is meant to help people experience a different side of life. So the enemy's responsibility in his way to show up in Chanel's life is to box her into routine. You see what I'm saying? So it's literally the direct opposite of what you've been called to do. That's where it shows up. That's where the spirit of fear shows up. That's how it manifests is I'm going to box you in to the very opposite thing that God has asked you to do. And, I, and here's the bigger, here's the kicker. I'm going to make you believe that it's safe there. That's the spirit of fear's responsibility. A lot of people that are on Instagram, you know, like for instance, there's this whole movement now with curvy girls. Um, I, I, I'm one of them. Well, I'm not quite curvy because I ain't got no hips, but there's like this whole movement now where women, uh, especially women of color, are 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 fighting to get out of this fat shaming thing. Like, you're not gonna tell me I'm not beautiful because I'm not curvy. But let me tell you something. There is there is a 
how do I say this? The, the what we're seeing now is we'll get on Facebook and and the mindset is I wear whatever I want because I'm cute. That's not necessarily a girl who's walking out of fear. That's just her saying, I love myself. I'm going to wear whatever I want. But when she really walks out of fear, here's here's the kicker. She's going to do go and do the thing that people tell her that girls who are shaped like you, y'all can't go do stuff like that. So it's not necessarily just posting videos on Facebook. It's the one thing that she knows somebody would tell her skinny girls are supposed to do that. And it's her going and doing it and her going and doing it repeatedly. So whatever that thing is in your life that God has asked you to do, the direct opposite of that, that's where the fear shows up. And so what we have to do as smart women, of men and women of God is say, okay, my God-sized idea has an enemy. And I... Here, here's where most people die pregnant with the things God has asked them to do. They do not know how to give their enemy a name. You have got to name the enemy. My enemy is silence because I am called to be a speaker. Okay. So that's the name of my enemy. My enemy is Alexis. Whenever the enemy in your life shows up, his number one responsibility is to strategize to get you to hush. So what is the opposite? What is the opposite of where you are trying to go? What's its opposite? If the opposite of black is white, name the opposite. So, so many of us don't understand how to name our enemy. We're just, we're just, be like, oh God, it's, it's just warfare. No, 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 no. Warfare is a real blanket term. I need you to give it a name because if you don't understand how to name it, you will not understand how to defeat it. And you don't know how to recognize it when it shows up. So a lot of times um, what we do is, is men and women of God is that because we can't give something a name, we don't understand its function. Oh, this is so good. I really hope you're listening. So when your parents name you as a kid, your, your name, like your name has a spiritual function assigned to it. Like my name, Alexis, literally means helper of mankind. Like that's what Alexis means. I am always finding ways to help people. Like it's just innate within me because my mother named me after God's function for the spirit that encases this body. So you have to name your enemy and the spirit of fear does not show up the same way in everybody's life. That's why you can't follow every Instagram, Facebook influencer because everyone does not have an anointing and everyone doesn't have the anointing to help carry you to where you're trying to go. And so I believe mentorship is important because mentorship helps you find the voices that have battled and fought and won or are winning the same type of battles that you were facing. I'm not going to go get a mentor who's in the banking industry because I don't want to be a banker. Hello. But if I need to get a, a, a mentor for my life, I a mentor is someone who has faced the same enemy that I have faced and they are beating it. You understand what I'm saying? They understand where I'm trying to go and they can help me navigate through the pitfalls of what life is going to look like for me. See what I'm saying? So a lot of us are like, well, I need a mentor and I need somebody to help shape me and guide me. No, 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 no. You need to understand how does the spirit of fear show up in your life? What, what is its name? And now how can I get a mentor to give me a perspective of this enemy because they're navigating through the same thing? 
So that's why you need mentors because mentors help you defeat enemies. That's why you need people to guide you. That's why you need curriculum. That's why you need books. That's why you need to forever be learning. Like when you get out of high school or go through college, if that's your last time learning about life, you have failed because I can guarantee you are sitting in something right now that you don't want to be in. And God will not stop nudging your spirit because as long as you are alive inside of this dirt suit, God has purpose for you as a living, breathing manifestation of himself. He has purpose, but you have to be dedicated to understanding what that purpose is. And you have to be dedicated to understanding the enemies of your purpose, because if not, what happens to you is that you'll die and you'll be living inside of a body um, that you don't even like to be in. Like how I was in 2019 of last year, like I was inside of of a body that I hated my experience in here, partly because of sickness. That's a whole different conversation. But um, I was inside of perp. I was inside of God's permissive will because I did not understand how to how to pull people around me that gave me language to where I was going. So a lot of your friends. Um, one of the biggest reasons uh, I said reason number three why you have executed your God, God uh, your God size idea is because you don't have the right mentor. You don't like you have got to find people who are going where you're going, who have battled what you have battled, who understand what you're dealing with. Um, it has to be someone who, you know, wait a minute, what's on her life. She's using her words. Like people are inspired by me all the time. Tell me, unless you're such a big inspiration. Yeah. But I, I'm an inspiration to you, but I'm not a mentor. Now there are some people who are, who are literally drawn to me. You want to know why? Because we have been called to go in the same type of direction with what's on our life. And so if I am just a few steps ahead, in helping you battle what that season in your life currently looks like right now, then I'm going to use whatever resources I can to help develop and shape you because I'm only a few steps ahead and I want to be able to reach back and help you. So my question to you is with the, with the idea that God has given you, where are you going? Like, do you really know where you are going? Do you have people to lead, to cultivate? Because your mentor will give you language for your enemies. Your, your mentor will be like, look, all right, like I've been down that road before. And they don't necessarily, listen, because I want you not to fall for 2020 tricks. Everybody is looking to call, to name drop. We are still like, we are still the most name dropping uh people impress folks in the world. I have a mentor and someone who is teaching me about being a female leader in ministry that she don't got 5,000 followers on her Instagram, but the anointing on her life is ridiculous. And I recognize she knows exactly what I'm dealing with. Ooh, she knows this. She knows, she knows, she knows how to give me language for what this is. So your mentor may not be somebody that's well-known. Well, my mentor passed a such and such and sister such and such, Fortune 500 this, million dollar that. And the person with the million dollar business and following may not be even be able to help give you the time that you need to cultivate your gift. So my question to you is, have you truly prayed and asked God who is supposed to help, number one, give you language for this season, language for your enemy, and then help guide you through this like you need to earnestly pray for discipleship and mentorship because they are going to help you break the back off of stuff. Because let me tell you something. Most people who have heavy anointings have gone through a lot and they are dying to tell somebody, don't do what I did. <laughs> Please don't do what I did. 
most people who are ready to, to be like, girl, let, please let me tell you, don't, don't do that. Please don't do that. Okay. So one of the things that I mentioned, it's 949. I'm going to wrap up here soon, but I'm going to take some of you guys' questions. So if you guys will funnel back through the notes, I talked about a few different reasons why you haven't executed your God's idea. Number one, you don't understand your own motives. So, and, and, a, and a lot of that has to do with money. A lot of servant leaders, God people, we just have a hard time charging folks. Um, please go back and watch this from the beginning because I need you to understand that it is okay for you to charge your worth. This will be on my YouTube channel under Alexis and Creative and it will stay up on my Facebook page. Number two, um, you care too much about what people think and you really need to get down to why you fear being judged by people. Um, is the narrative of, of being judged by people, has it created a, um, what, what, what we like to call in the Bible, a soul tie to a place, a time, an event in your life where a person's voice overrode the voice of God's perspective of you. And then to, to combat that, you need a word of God to remind yourself of who you really are and your spiritual identity. And number three, um, you definitely need to understand that the spirit of fear is manifesting in your life, but the spirit of fear manifesting in your life is directly tied to the enemy of your anointing. So my, my, my anointing is to use words to minister to people's hearts, people's souls, especially women, and help guide them through emotionally healthy um, decision-making because that was the area where the enemy literally tried to kill me. It was not sickle cell disease where I almost died in this battle was I did not have the mind to process emotionally healthy conversations within myself. I did not know how to date well, um, and do godly courtship. I did not understand people. I had a hard time with relationships. And so my anointing is to break the back off the devil using words to help women understand how to navigate through healthy relationships. Okay. That is my responsibility to enlighten with my words. So my enemy is silence. Anytime I get into a rut and I don't feel like talking, the enemy is literally trying to get me to shut my mouth because my anointing is to speak to enlighten. Okay. Number three, you need a mentor. You need someone who understands how to help give you the proclivity for your season. Like you need someone to be like, you know what? I know that your dream is to be a branch manager or whatever it is God is giving you to do. You need someone that's about four or five steps ahead and they don't have to be well known. They don't have to be everybody's everything, but you really need to know that this person has been set aside and called by God to be able to understand how to help me navigate through my season. And so I do want to tell you guys something that, um, I have an ebook coming out that's going to help you stick to it because I literally want you to stick to your God size idea. And it's only going to be $10. That ebook, literally, if you see the little scroll rolling across here, it will be on both of my websites, Alexis and Creative and The Cherished Woman, because in either thought process in business or dealing with your personal emotions, I want to help you stick to your God size ideas. I want to help you stick to it. And so literally y'all like the, I'm going to share my screen with you because I want you to see this cover because um, I designed it. I was not trying to do nothing fancy or anything like that. Um, I threw it together on Photoshop the other night, but I felt the anointing to help people get through God size ideas because there is an enemy of our soul that will exist before quarantine and after quarantine that stops God's people from producing because what's inside of you is potent. What's inside of you is going to break the back off the enemy. Like it has to come out. And so I want to give you tools to help you really like think through why do I keep giving up on myself? There are some things that I couldn't even have talked about in here tonight. I'm going to keep sharing this idea because we're going to talk about stuff like self-sabotage. 
Okay. Why you keep destroying relationships with people when you get scared? And what is that fear pointing to? You haven't named your enemy. So we're going to start talking about self-sabotage. We're going to start talking. We're going to talk about in that ebook, how to help you get through stuff like childhood trauma that you maybe have not healed from. And it is giving you the language and the narrative. It's keeping that narrative in your mind of being judged. And I'm going to talk to you a lot about what happened with me in my childhood, because that's what I had to uncover in therapy. That girl, that voice of who you were when you were like mm, 17 is still alive and you are a grown woman. All right. Why do you keep giving up on yourself? Um, because I want to help you literally journal, but also execute. So there is as a, a big thing, you know, that's out now of people who are, you know, giving people devotionals. And then there's a big thing now of people giving people challenges to help them uh, like write through hard things. I'm combining both. So as you journal and as you understand what's happening in your heart and what's happening in your emotions as to why you keep giving up on yourself, you are then going to also execute. So every single day you will execute something after you have learned. You will learn, you will journal, journal, you will execute. Because a lot of God's people, we are dealing with a very crafty enemy. And another thing we're going to talk about inside that journal is, is, is incorrectly looking at competition, which then turns us into comparison or puts us in comparison. And Holy Spirit was literally like, Alexis, you must dedicate like a whole chapter talking about comparison. Like you got to. The reason why is because I believe that God is grieved. Like Holy Spirit is literally grieved over those of us who are waiting so long to be relevant, to be seen, to be acknowledged, to be admired, to be loved. Um, and we are comparing ourselves and the love that other people get on their projects to what's happening inside of us. And God is like, sis, like I never asked you to take your eyes off of your lane and pay attention to how somebody else is being loved. Like I need you to pay attention to what I called you pay, pay attention to, which is you, which is your God's side gift. And so I'm dedicating an entire chapter on you working through comparison because y'all comparison really does kill. It's not just a, a catchy statement. It's not just a catchy phrase that, you know, uh, Jonathan Reynolds sings y'all comparison really can kill you. Um, because you are literally looking at this person, like, what do they have that I don't have? And it's keeping our point number two, that internal narrative going through your mind that you fear being judged. So what we do is we look at somebody else's life and y'all, I know people, y'all, let me tell you something. I know people right now who were so unsettled in their season of singleness because they compared themselves to other people in their friend group getting married and they wanted to hurry up and run down the aisle. And the pain that life has caused them has been so immense because they got trapped in the bait of comparison because it was in it. And a lot of stuff we think is, Oh, I compare myself to their money or to how much they earn or to their material things. No, no, no. no. Comparison is a sneaky, 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 sneaky thing because you literally could be locking your eyes in on how other, how well other people are loved, how well other people are appreciated by other people, how well other people are liked. Um, you could be comparing yourself to, yes, a person's lifestyle, but also how emotionally uh, real they are, how steady they are, or, you know, something as simple as, you know, they, they're more attractive than me. But the bottom line is, is that we're got, we got to work down 
So you're going to consider me your, 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 I'm going to be your therapist and I'm going to be that your coach and kick you in the butt is we got to drill down to why, um, your, why this narrative of not feeling like you're enough is so loud. And why is it so loud to the point where you literally cannot completely execute an idea? So, y'all, I am so excited about this ebook because God gave it to me in like a day. And literally, I have been like pulling it out of me because I got to help you stick to it. Like, I really do. I got to help you stick to it. So, I'm over here fighting with this thing to get the done cover to show to you because um, I'm really proud of this cover. I just, I just put it together. But I got to help you uncover this narrative that comparison has created that feeling judged about people is created. And, you know, we can we can put all the stickers on our windows and walls as we can. Like I have a board right here full of like really cute sayings, girl, you're enough, you got this, blah, blah. But until you believe it with all of your heart and soul, you will not execute your God-sized idea the way God has asked you to. And what you will have in you will just be a thought. You'll just lay dormant. So ask me questions, y'all. I'm looking. I'm watching. Um, I am waiting on you guys to ask me questions. Um, I'm going to continue on with this conversation a few nights. You'll see it up on my social media page. You'll see the ebook stuff like that. It's going to help you work and execute at the same time. So we're going to work through the past, but we're going to also fight for our futures. We're going to work through the past. We're going to fight for our future. So you'll read a devotional prompt one day. You'll do what the devotional prompt says, and then you will execute your God-sized idea. And I'm going to challenge you because I literally want you to look at this season of your life, not as the quarantine, because we're not going to give that name any power. Um, and when we give that name power, what we are giving it the ability to do is give is feed us an excuse. So you and I have scars, but we don't, we carry scars, but we don't carry excuses. All right. That is our motto. We carry scars, but we don't care excuses. So y'all, I can let you look at the scars of my life, of my past, of my childhood. I'm going to reveal a lot of myself to you because I want you to know that, yeah, I carry scars, but I don't care excuses. Um, the stuff that my parents did to me, the stuff that, you know, how, how hard life was. If I would have stayed in that narrative, I would not be the person that I am right now. Um, and also helping you understand that when you walk in your God-sized identity, and you begin to produce the way he wants you to produce, um, you, your self-esteem will go up. And, and I'm so tired of us being, uh, as Christians, not knowing how to help people talk about the subject of self-esteem <laughs> because we think, oh, that's, that, that, that's that worldly stuff. That's that, that's that therapy stuff. No, no, no. It is okay for you to recognize I don't have a healthy self-esteem right now because I have not executed the stuff that I know that's in me. Because self-esteem is not just emotional. It's also action-based. So there are people who in just real life, when they lose 50 pounds, they feel better about themselves because it helps their self-esteem. It's just real life. So if you want to lose weight, lose weight. But we carry scars, but we do not carry excuses. You understand? Um. So yeah, y'all ask me questions. Ask me questions. I'm trying to pull up this... Uh, Y'all pray for me. I need a whole new laptop. <laughs> yeah, your self-esteem will rise. You will be you will be proud of yourself. Yeah. We carry scars, but we don't carry excuses. Absolutely not. No. We carry scars. I can show you my scars. Listen, Jesus, Jesus was very strategic on the cross. 
when um I mean in his and on the cross when he got those scars when he he bled and died for us but in his glorified body Jesus never got rid of his scars there is a reason and I cannot wait to unpack that I got a hush so let me ask you guys a question Stefan's question how can I get past my fear of intercession I stopped because my prayers are powerful everything that was being revealed and happening did something to me um I have been there before Siobhan I will say um when you are anointed to be an intercessor and your the intercession and the prophetic anointing on your life becomes so powerful to the point where you um your your whole world and everything begins to change and and then what happens to you is intercession is not what you're afraid of the change is what you're afraid of so i can tap into that in spirit right now Shafan, what you're afraid you're afraid of is not the intercession what you're afraid of is the change so what you have to do is make up in your mind um why do i fear change and why when things around me begin to change, why am I so in love with comfort? Because the what intercession is supposed to do is it is supposed to strengthen you. And also with intercession, um, you have really have to be careful because you're going to want to, um, I will say, have prayer partners. You always want to make sure that what you are hearing is sound and God will never go against his word. So when you have a prophetic and, a, and an intercessory a mantle and call in your life, be very careful that you're not the only one filtering that because there's a reason why prophetic people exist in communities. There's a reason why a lot of prophetic people are always around each other is because we help judge the stuff that we hear. So don't pray by yourself. Um, Chelsea. Um, yes. When you walk in your God size identity, your self-esteem will go up. Uh, exactly. Denise, when we carry scars, we do not carry excuses. Kendra's question to me, do mentors see something in you? Or do you have to seek one out? I'm praying for a mentor. I don't want to make someone help me, but I do want someone to guide me. Completely understand what you're saying. Um, I will say this. When we are in a season where we are, a, a great mentor of mine warned me of something. Um, uh, my uh, apostle uh, and Pastor Mike, he warned me that when we are in seasons where we are seeking guidance, we have to be careful um, because what happens, what can happen to us is that the wrong voice can come in our ear simply because we are so, um, I don't want to use the word thirsty because I don't think that's the right language, but we are so hungry for a word or for mentorship or for guidance that we can get preyed on. OK, so what I do want you to do is you have the right to inspect people's fruit. You better believe it, especially when you open yourself up uh, for a person to um, be an ear in your life, which means they begin to help shape your decision making. You have an absolute right <laughs> to be like, I want to make sure you are who you say you are. Let me observe you for a while. So I would want you to pray for God to send you someone who's healthy. And it's OK to literally ask God uh hey um is this person the right person and let me check out their fruit for a few, few, few seasons the scripture literally tells us um that it's okay to test the spirit to see whether or not it's from god okay that is very true so you can seek one out um i will definitely be letting you guys know when i launch my own mentorship program um because i definitely am helping to shape you know the modern day female leader um, and I'm not just talking about female leader as in preacher, even though that's my bend because that's who I am. But the modern day female leader who is solid in her emotional health and who truly just has confidence, like 
point blank period. That is on the horizon for my personal ministry, for my personal brand is to help women with that. So, you know, you guys stay connected to just follow me on social media. Um, a good way to get inside my email. I will always let my email list know when I'm doing stuff. Um, tonight, I just felt really prompted by the Holy Spirit to do this really quick to talk about reasons, you know, why you're not executing your God-given ideas. Um, I was trying so so bad to make it frou-frou and cute and all that kind of stuff like that. And the Lord was like, girl, just do it. Um, so I did it. But I definitely, if you guys, you know, are, are really, really interested, um, I am rolling out with my own mentorship program this year. And I'm definitely uh, excited about that. Okay, so glory to God. Um, so my little thing, <laughs> technology. So my uh, screen has showed up to show you guys the book cover. And in what in tarnation here is now I can't see y'all. So this is, this is funny. All right, and I don't wanna press a button that, there we go, okay. There we go. Um, Euphrasia. So let's ask you a question. Um, so I always have people drawn to me and I can tell when people are lacking or need something emotionally. It's draining. Yeah, that's because you're empath. Um, so I end up backing off from people and staying to myself. How can I stop giving so much of myself and now the other people start distract me from what I need to finish in myself? <laughs> Euphrasia, you're an empath, number one. Um so basically what that means, hold on, let me share my screen with y'all real quick. Uh, uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. I'm just going to share this with you guys and pop it up right here. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I got a bunch of random stuff going on in the background, but I do want to share this uh, title with you guys. Um, so giving it its own window. But here is stick to it. Uh, it's not fancy or nothing like that. It's just um, right here inside of uh, uh, still in Photoshop. It's done. But the workbook and the devotional to help you launch one idea and uncover the hidden reasons why you keep changing your mind. So, y'all, this is it. It's not nothing fancy. Fancy is functional. Um, it will be an ebook and it will be a workbook and a devotional. So it's meant to help you heal as you execute. Because we we got to get over this fear of execution thing. It's only been ten bucks. I know you guys got to go. Uh, try to keep my word to it um, only being an hour. Um, but but I got some questions on here. Um, Antonio, thank you, brother. So uh, Euphrasia, the 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 quick way for me to answer this is is this. Um, you're you're empathetic. Um, I believe that being empathetic sometimes does not necessarily mean that we do not have to live with boundaries um, because I'm an empath. I pick up on people quick. Um, what I have learned though, is this, this magic saying, and I, I'm going to take this off my screen because I want to look you and a lot of other women and men who are emotional people. Not, I'm not saying it in a negative tone, but emotional people, I want to look you in the eye and help you understand this. Just because you understand their pain does not mean you are called to help heal it. Okay, I will say that again to all the people in the back, front, and the side. Just because you understand their pain does not mean you are the one called to help heal it, especially if you have the wisdom to recognize that you are in a season where you are healing within yourself. Okay, there were a lot of people when I was young in Christ. I don't know if you, when I told my story, I have been, I have been saved. 
I will say since 2010, um, I have not been released to the extent that I am to be a minister until now, 2020, for a reason, because I was being developed. And when I was being developed, there were a lot of people whose pain I understood. As a matter of fact, I had a pastor. I wrote, I wrote a, a whole play about the woman with the issue of blood and her parallel to my life. I was trying to find a way to process my pain. I was very early in my communication gift. And my pastor's wife, being the wise woman that she is, pulled me to the side and said, Alexis, it's not time for this right now. I was devastated. I was hurt, but she was, but, but the Holy Spirit checked her and she was my covering for a reason in that Alexis is, is you're, you're just now processing pain in its rawest form. There are a lot of people that you're going to come across in your journey. You're going to understand them. You're going to get them. You're going to understand exactly why they act the way that they do. But just because you understand it doesn't mean you've been called to heal it. A lot of women, when I recognize I don't have the capacity for this, I send them to a therapist and I will be like, hey, girl, here go the number. Because if you still want me to be a good friend to you, I have my limits as to what I can listen to and take in um, and help you with. Uh, I have boundaries and it's okay to communicate those boundaries without hurting people. Um, for sure. Um, Chelsea says she has a meeting, but she looks forward to the ebook. Going to get it out for you guys. Um, and Kendra says, she says, God is her main voice, but I know I can't do everything alone without wisdom from a mentor. Sometimes look forward to your ebook. Yes. Love it. It's only going to be 10 bucks. Y'all. I, I can't. Thank you, Antonio. Um, um, Emma says, I've heard this message from the second time from two different vessels, how you design where God wants you to go, the places you want to go. I fear stepping in the wrong direction and missing my purpose and listening to the wrong voices. Really good question. I'm going to address that in the ebook, but I'm going to address it for you guys right now, because so many of us have that same, um, fear is Lord, how do I know it's you? Okay. One of the big reasons why I'm so excited about this ebook that I'm putting out, and I promise y'all, it, it, it really is about the message. It ain't about me trying to sell a book. <laughs> because I had a season where the temptation to literally physically get up and move and go get another job, be in another city, be in another place, it was so strong, Emma. Like it was so strong. And it was so strong, though, to the point where. I really had to stop and ask myself, is this God or is this me? And one of the ways that God answered me was by me putting out what's called a prayer fleece. There is nothing wrong with you asking God to clarify, is it him? Because what I learned about the heart of God as a father is that he longs to bring clarity. There is no father on the planet who wants to walk around with confused kids. Okay, <laughs> like, and that is the one thing that I want all of us daughters of God to understand is that you are a daughter of God first before you are anything else. And that's what this season is about in my life and helping to mentor and love on women is that Alexis is learning how to rest in being a daughter. And in being a daughter, I get access to God's heart before I listen. I want to say this when you understand the heart of God it becomes easier for you to trace the hand of God. So when decisions and things like that start to get blurry and it don't make no sense, recognize and understand that God wants you to lean into him and seek him out. And you may have to go through a season of fasting and prayer to get clarity. The second question, second point to that is 
um, having the fear of God and knowing that you don't want to be led by the wrong voice. So you literally can ask God to have a voice. Y'all, my relationship with the Lord is so wild. I literally ask voices to reveal themselves. I know that may sound real spooky, but it's not. It's spiritual. The reason why is because I have authority as a daughter of God. Reveal yourself. Who are you? Like if you're single and some dude just start walking up to you, flirting and being all nice, I will pull a who like I'm engaged now, but I will pull a who sent you so quick when I was single um, because you as God's daughter have authority to ask people and to ask a spirit what is behind this. And here's some telltale signs that is not God. Number one, you feel rushed and you feel anxious. Y'all this year, I walked into a decision where somebody basically tried to rush me into buying something before the clock went out. And as a marketing major and a communication major, I understand that when you want somebody to hurry up and buy something, you add something in there called uh, scarcity. So you want to make a person feel like the opportunity is about to run out on them. And that's not God's voice. That is not how he deals with us. The man is patient. He's kind. And I believe a lot of times before we make God-sized decisions, we need to really ask ourselves, did this season that I am in in my life currently adequately teach me the heart of God as a father? Because I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say something really big and it may if this may blow a lot of y'all's minds, but just hold on to your seats. You can live anywhere in the world and you can have any job you want when you know you are God's daughter. You can ask a voice to reveal itself. Scripture says, test the spirit and see whether or not you know it's from God. When you are God's daughter, you can live anywhere and you can have any job that you want. You can. Because when you understand the heart of God as a daughter, you literally can go anywhere. I could pack up tomorrow and be in Kalamazoo, Missouri, if I wanted to. But there's a call for me here. Because there's a place of provision for me here because there's a place for me to pour. And there's also a place for me to be developed. So what you have to ask yourself is this. Did the current place that that I chose to live in, like right here, right now, is this current place done teaching me how to be a daughter first before I get antsy and pack up and move? Because if you can't learn to be a daughter in the city that you are in now and in the place that you are in now, that next season may tempt you and may make you, you may feel so not content here, but that next place ain't going to do it because you could be, you can have a lack of contentment in Georgia and have a lack of contentment in New York. If you think it's the big next shiny object, that's going to give you all these opportunities. Now by faith, God can send you. He could be like, I am sending you to New York. And when you know it's God's voice, God gives you an internal witness in your spirit. He gives you an external witness, meaning that you will hear confirmation. And then God will give you a witness in his word. God will never give you a confirmation that cannot be confirmed in his word. Internal witness, external witness through two or three people, two or three mouths or voices, and then a confirmation or a witness in his word. You understand? So I, I know people who packed up and moved their whole lives and they're still miserable. Um, but yeah, you can ask the spirit to reveal itself. You can ask people to, and you can literally, y'all, God is like the plug. The Holy Spirit is like the plug. 
Like when the Holy Spirit begins to reveal people's personalities to you, their motives, their intentions, you can literally ask God to be like, show me because something ain't sitting right. He has given you discernment as a gift. I'm so ready to start this mentorship program because I'm ready to just pour into women of faith as leaders. Like, as you can see, I am full. Like this quarantine has done its job. All right. For me. Um, so a good father wants his best. A, a good, good fathers do not want confused kids, especially confused daughters. So you have the right to ask for clarity from God and you can get it and take as much time as you need. Any voice that rushes you out of your secret place with God, I promise you is not his voice. All right, y'all. Last question is 1017. Y'all know how I'm about respecting people's time. Um, Ada's question. I know what I want to do in life and I'm very passionate about it. However, how do I know if that's my purpose? You don't. And it's OK. Um, <laughs> I'm giving away some nuggets tonight. Um, you don't know if it's your purpose. You want to know why? Because the whole point of this message tonight said God cannot order steps that you refuse to take. God reveals as we go. So Ada, as you were on the journey, and this may help Emma with you too. Um, as you were on the journey in one place, it is perfectly okay for you to realize that this is revealing itself as it goes. So y'all, for instance, I will, I will talk about my life. In 2010, um, I got saved. I stumbled upon my calling to the ministry to be prophetic and to speak. And at the same time, a man in my church asked me to design a flyer for him because he was a missionary and he needed me to design something for him so that he could go around to different people's churches and ask them to help support his mission. And he was like, how much are you going to charge me? And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't understand because he basically saw the work that I was doing serving on my ministry team. And I was learning all this stuff from YouTube and being at Columbus State University. And that one step of serving that one man led me to another step of doing more graphics, led me to doing more graphics. So by the time I graduated from school, Holy Spirit was like, start the business, get the LLC. You can just be doing this. But as I continue to go down the path of doing design was when the voice of the preacher in me and the mentor in me strengthened. So if I hadn't followed the steps, I would not have had God order them. You understand what I'm saying? So it is okay for you to try. Like, ladies, I want you to understand this. Men, I want you to understand this. Everybody watching this, you ready? You're going to say something with me that me and my best friend say together all the time. You can't mess this up. You cannot mess it up. You cannot mess this up. You cannot take God's glory from him. So if you go down a wrong path and you decide, skirt, this ain't where I need to be, you cannot mess this up. You don't have that much power. And God loves you too much. You can't mess this up. So here's the thing. It's okay for you to change your mind. It's okay for you to go down a path and be like, mm, this ain't what I thought it was. You cannot mess this up. Aiden, you cannot mess this up. Like, you cannot. I, I feel that pull in my spirit to pour this into y'all. Like, you can't mess this up. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. Now, there are stories in the word of God about when we flat out tell God no. And we get off our path 
and we run into God's judgment because we can told God no, but that's because we did that. We messed it up. But when you are on the path of obeying God and walking out those small steps, you cannot mess this up. He will use everything, every y'all, the, how I have the energy and the, what's the word I'm looking for? How I have the energy and the compassion and the confidence to say this to you all is wild because I need you guys to understand that I was a girl stuck in depression for years because I had an, an, an abusive parent. I had just a, y'all, I went through so many layers of abuse. I don't even understand how I have the mind that I have right now. So if anybody has ever walked through that process where they have lived in an oppressive environment for years, you understand what I'm talking about. You lose yourself, your voice, your sense of peace. I am not talking to you in my own strength. Like God be glorified. He is the reason why I am who I am. So there is nothing that you can do that God cannot put his grace on and it take off. Absolutely nothing. Like I could literally stop all I'm doing right now, decide I want to be an astrophysicist and study it and God will put his anointing on it and I will run because I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. So anything that I want to pick up and run with, I may not have the spiritual DNA to do it, but I can do it because I can do all things. Now, does that mean I should? No, but I could if I wanted to. You can't mess this up. And if you ever find yourself getting off track, realizing why am I doing astrophysicist stuff when I'm really called to preach, then God can use the astrophysicist stuff to bring God glory. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, when you are set on obeying, you cannot mess it up. So stop worrying about if you're going to make the wrong turn. If you take the wrong job in Seattle and go in the wrong direction, God can use that too. And then you just move back home. Will it cost you some money? Will you maybe look stupid in front of five or six people? Yeah, but it's 7 billion other people on the planet. You can't, whoever is pulling on me, I'm trying to get off here. You can't mess this up. You cannot, you, you cannot mess this up. Like I'm trying to drill this into y'all. You cannot mess this up. God will confirm his word. He is like, your word is in him. You cannot mess this up. And he loves you beyond the word being in him. He loves you. So I got to get off here. Um, I want to show you guys this ebook one more time. The scroll that's growing, going across the bottom. Um, like it's going to be helpful for you to get this because you are going to work through, you're going to work through how to stick to it. All right. The workbook and devotional to help you launch one idea and uncover the hidden reasons why you keep changing your mind. So you guys have energized me tonight. I love you all. Like you can't mess this up. You can go move to Kalamazoo and God be glorified. You can you can take the job at Google and God be glorified. He will always confirm his word like he will. He loves you too much. Um, God as a father does not want confused kids. So he is waiting on you to ask him for that clarity. All right, stick to it. It's going to be $10. Y'all, I am loving y'all because I'm going to keep going on here. I'm liking Tuesday nights. Monday nights for some odd reason. Um, was it working for me? Tiana, I love you, sis. And oh, like literally, literally, um, Jasmine, love you. Thank you for being on here with me. Um, because I feel a pull in the spirit to like, let me pray because this, yeah, let me pray because, um, we can't close this out without prayer because I want you guys to know, like, seriously, um, I'm in a whole new season, like, 
I, I have come out this quarantine and whole new season. And often with me, what I have done is um, I haven't respected my body's need for rest. And so I'll come out of something real hype and then not sustain it. But this thing that's in me, it's like a baby that's kicking. Um, I got to get this mentorship program off the ground. It's literally only going to take me days. Um, I'm so proud of me. And your self-esteem will skyrocket when you are able to, by faith, rest and say the words, I'm proud of me. Like, you need to be able to say that. Um, it's not ungodly for you to be proud of you because the first three commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might and all the strength, love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love other people or even give them the best parts of you if you don't love you and if you are not proud of you and if you don't care about you. Like like woman of God, you can't. Man of God, you can't. It is impossible for you to give God your best and for you to give your world, your community, your husband, your kids, your best if you do not love you. Yes, Junkita, it's birthing season. Like it's, it's, um, and I'm not afraid of telling people, hey, maybe today I need to rest, but tomorrow I'll be back on. Like I'm not afraid of giving people that. Um, my, the website is up, Alexis and Creative, and the Cherished Woman will be where um, I'll be giving um, what's called purpose purpose chats. So on AlexisMCreative.com, if you go up to that Work With Me tab, there is an opportunity for us to talk about your purpose. It is a paid service because I'm going to listen to you for an hour, and I want to hear everything that's going on in here. And God and my anointing is going to use um, my gifting to help you bring clarity to purpose. So if you need a purpose chat, I offer it as a service. Boo, let's talk. Um, because I want to help you streamline to get on the right track. The first step is the ebook. But if you want to talk even before it comes out, let's talk about what God has called you to do. And if it's, you know, political science and it's not my realm, then it's not my realm, but at least I want to be able to help you understand how not to be confused and bewildered by all the thoughts you have going on because my God-given gift is to bring people clarity, okay? So I will, um, It's I will say, I will put it on the screen. It's already on the screen. So AlexisMCreative.com, you can go to work with me. That very first tab that you'll see says purpose clarity. That's what I do. That's who I am. Um, and when the book comes out, y'all already know I'm going to let you guys know. If you want to be on the email list to be the first person to know when this book comes, pre-order. Mr. Needs, good question. Um, pre-order is not available tonight because I did not know I was going to be telling people about this tonight. And the Holy Spirit was like, do it. And I was like, thanks. So, uh, but no, pre-orders are not ready. However, I will post them on my um, Facebook page when they are. Um, because I'll be finished with this. My deadline is June 1, just to give myself enough space. I will say that my deadline is June 1. That's literally like in two weeks. Um, but I'll be consistently posting it and doing these lives to get us ready for when that time comes. But the book, I will tell y'all, y'all know I don't lie about nothing. So we have the, the code. I'm transparent. I won't say I won't lie because I will tell you, you never mind. So the, the, the coaching, the book is the first thing. It's a devotional and a workbook to help you work through the hard stuff and to help you execute. Um, then what we're going to do is we have the purpose calls. Um, what we're going to do when the workbook comes out is I'm going to do a five-day accountability challenge. That's right. So every single night, 
um, there's going to be a different challenge after you've gotten finished with the book to help you stick to your idea because it's called stick to it. All right. And then after that five days, that's when the doors will open to the mentorship program. So there's a whole plan of action here because it's time for me to birth. Like I'm so tired of making excuses. What's in me is necessary for where you guys are going. And I will tell you this now, the mentorship program will not be expensive. There is a, I have an issue with people charging astronomical prices for for stuff. I understand that some of your best goods need to be um, priced well. But when you start talking about two and $3,000 for a mentorship program, I'm over here like, y'all have got to be kidding me. Like, that's just my personal opinion. This is my opinion. Um, I don't ever foresee myself being that person because I understand the anointing that's on my life is for volume. Um, so the mentorship program will not be anything uh, exhaustive or expensive. Um, it will not be $2,000. It won't even be $1,000. So that's not what that's going to be. But I am going to hold you guys to holding me accountable. Denise is on here. She's, she's going to hold me accountable. So here's listen. The purpose call is on the website. The ebook is coming out June 1st. Uh, pre-orders can be available now. I'll put that link up tonight, literally within 30 minutes for pre-orders. Um, and then we're going to do the five-day challenge when the ebook comes out. And then after the five-day challenge, the doors will open up to the mentorship program because we got to get to it. This is what God has anointed Alexis to do. And there are other people's destinies attached to this. It's no longer about me. I can't keep thinking about myself. But the goal is to get you to stick to it. I want you to stick to your God-sized idea, and I want you to get it done. Get her done because this is what God said. All right? It's 1030. I'll stay on here way longer than what I should. Thank you guys for sharing this, for inviting people in. I love you all. Um, good night.